how you doing? This is... Uh, oh, my goodness gracious. Hey, no, hey, Millie Vanilli, don't get ahead of me. This is uh, Louis Wrench here talking to you from uh, back to the 80s. Uh, <laughs> that one almost got away from me. I'm glad he didn't because he, he knows what would have been coming to him. Oh, he already did. Anyway, the point is, uh, I want to welcome you all to uh, back to the 80s. Like I said, my name is Louis Wrench. I got my partner in crime. I mean, my business partner right next to me. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, everybody? That's right. This is Benny the Knuckles. It's 9.42 in the morning. How the hell are you doing over there in New York City, Los Angeles, uh, uh, Riverside, San Bernardino, uh, Northern California, wherever the freaking heck you're from. Welcome to the, the Wrench and the Knuckles show. Hey. Uh, we like to, uh, hey, now that song right there, uh, uh, that's uh, what, uh, Millie Vanilli, Blame It on the Rain. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Millie Vanilli... Let's give each man what they're due. I'm going to tell you something. Millie Vanilli, they're really Italian. Did you notice? You know what I could tell that? A little bit by the way that they have that monotone and the way they say blame it on the rain. So much like uh, the, 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 the late great Frank Sinatra couldn't have said it better. You know what I'm saying, Rich? All I can tell you guys is uh, anybody who can blame the rain has got to be Italian. We find everything to blame it on somebody else. We blame, you know, my grandmother, my grandfather used to blame it on, on the cat, the dog, on, on the wind. Millie Vanilli did his justice. They're blaming everything on the rain. I got to tell you this. Listening to Millie Vanilli really, you know, brings a little smile to my heart. Right here, right here, deep inside my heart. It's kind of like smelling my old grandmother's uh, marinara sauce that she used to make back in the day over there in Bensonhurst, you know. One of the best things I, I miss about the 80s. What's that? Cars with big trunks. You can fit all kinds of uh, luggage in there, if you know what I mean. Big trunks, they remind me of that old-figured girl with all kinds of junk. You know what I'm saying? A nice hot body, I a nice you rear end. You like truck? You want a chrome chassis? I was kind of talking more about, like, an LTD or something like that. I like the LTD, but you know what? You can't beat the Cadillac, yeah? What are you talking about, the Cadillac? But what do you got against a Cadillac, huh? You can fit about six and a half bodies. I mean, six that's, and a half pieces of luggage. That's right. Potatoes. You 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 could take potato salad by the ton to a party. I'll tell you what. I got some good news for you. Why don't we go back? Yeah, you know what? Let's go back to the 80s with those two boneheads, uh, Toscano and Chang. I don't understand those guys. You know, one guy looks like, uh, what, uh, that Axel Rose, whatever they call him. And the other guy can't tell us if uh, he's Middle Eastern or Italian. I don't know, but let's go back to the 80s with those boneheads. Let's go. You're listening to Back to the 80s Radio. This is Toscano and Chang. We're introducing the 80s to a whole new generation. We're bringing nostalgic moments and sharing the memories that made that take a... <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, take two. Take two. I got. I take still got two. the Italian thing in me. You're listening to Back to the 80s. What the hell's the matter with you, eh? Welcome back to the 80s. This is Toscano and Chang with you. We're introducing the 80s to a whole new generation of Mama Luke's by bringing nostalgic moments and sharing the memories that made that decade so, so cool. Subscribe to our show. Listen every Friday to find out more of what went on in the 80s. Jeez. Every time those Italian guys wow. come in, I can't talk. They scare me. Yeah, I, 
You think it puts the fear of God in you? Oh, yeah. Them in their chrome suits. You know what? There's nothing like a fine chrome suit, is it not right? I'm sure you grew up uh, watching your dad move about in chrome suits. I did. I did. Your dad was was quite the uh, elegant Italian man, Yeah, you know, my uncles, they actually owned uh, Valentino suits and stuff. And my dad, he wasn't as as lucky as they were. So (laughs) he looked for Valentino suits at Zodi's, okay? You're not going to get them there. And Fedco. No, my dad was all about wearing the same gray slacks with just a blue, navy blue uh, coat. That was him all the time. Oh, oh, man. My old man used to dress like Scarface. (laughs) Nice. No. My my dad used to, this was back in the 80s, my dad used to, uh, he used to have a friend who used to make all kinds of pins, uh, the kind that you stick on Uh like shirts and and your coats. So he got a little Uh plain pin and he stuck it to his coat and he goes, Mario, I'm going to tell you something. You want to come to the airport? You got the best food. I'm going to show you how you get into the airport. <laughs> now, you don't have to pay parking. They think you're a pilot. Check this out. And he used to, <laughs> he used to take me, and uh, he used to go with his suit and tie and the little plane. that He looked like a, I don't know, maybe an executive that worked at, at uh, Control Tower or whatever. And they used to let <laughs> us go in. Couldn't happen now, Dad. That is hilarious. Could never happen no. now. No way, man. TSA would be all over your dad's ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true, my friend. Well, hey, Cheng, so glad you can make yes, it. Yes, sir. So glad you can make it to another edition on this beautiful Friday in sunny Southern California. Although you're up there in Northern California in an undisclosed location. I think they filmed certain parts of the X-Files where you're at. Well, actually not Northern California. I'm in Central oh, California. Oh, that's right. You're somewhere in the center. Yes, that's right. You see, I'm up here in the uh, mountain area. I don't want to give away uh, your location, so I said northern. It, no, we can never give away my location. You never know when I may need to go back and work with the CIA or the FBI or the NCAA or the NBA or the NFL or the MLB, <laughs> or uh, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, one of those. But I'm uh, I'm up here in the mountain region. Uh, uh, I uh, frequent bears, mountain lions, deers, uh, raccoons the size of pit bulls, uh, uh, jackrabbits. Jack wait, wait a second, raccoons the size of pit bulls? Are they really? They're really that big, huh? Because you live in the mountains. Yeah, they're pretty big, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, you walk down uh, down one of these streets at night, and you meet a group of raccoons, and it's like you're in the neighborhood. Nice. They stand up and like, hey, what are you looking at, fool? Huh? <laughs> so fool, Holmes. Never from, seen anybody go through a trash can, stupid. They're L.A. raccoons yeah, that moved eh? over to the uh, right. to your location. Yeah, yeah. Or out here, maybe maybe they would maybe they would sound like this. What the hell are you looking at, buddy? I'll knock your head in your dirt. They would look at you and say, "Holy crap! Hey, man, there's no Seven Eleven around here, Johnny Hopsters." <laughs> they would tell me, "You ain't from around here, is you, boy?" Oh, they wouldn't. Then they would be like, yeah. "Hey, uh, you want to buy a Chevelle for a dollar, pretty boy? You're real cute." <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us here at Back to the 80s. Hey, there's something new that we have, and that is our very own Patreon page. Mm. Go on over. If you like what you're hearing and you want to keep this going, head on over to our Patreon page and uh, go ahead and just uh, become one of our lovely Patreons. So last week, so listen, last week we were talking about, well, we started talking about malls, the different stores that they have in malls. So now as we get into our mental time machine and we head back to the 80s, and we continue talking about malls and fashion. So let's start with fashion, and we'll go one-on-one if you want. But 
Was there any, is there anything in fashion that came out that you just, that you liked? Not that you hated, because there's a lot of stuff that we can say, yeah, we hated about the fashion in the 80s. But is there anything in the fashion that you like? Anything at all? Yes, brother. I used to like to get myself drawstring pants. Oh, and I used to, oh, yes. And I used to like to get the pullover with a hood with yeah. the lace kind of uh, strap area right here to where if you yeah. don't lace it up and put a bolt, you could see your masculine chest, some of your 80s jewelry swinging, maybe a couple of hairs that you might have had. Right. Your I hair, probably had you none had, back If in the you 80s. had hair of the gods like myself, your hair could get caught in those strings and bring on a sexual desire like candy to some women. Are you following me? I'm trying not to, so I don't picture it, because then I can't get it out of my head. I know you're thinking Fabio, and I really, really want to thank yeah. you, because I envision <laughs> my sexiness, that sexiness. Any long-haired guy that wore those type of shirts, we were we brought sexy back before, JT, if you know what I'm talking about, Toscano. You know what I'm saying? You know. Speaking of uh, Fabio... Yeah. Uh, in a little while, we have two special guests that are coming on the show because we have really? a special episode of the Love Hate Letters uh, today. The Fine Doctors. The Fine Doctors will be here. We'll be able to be, you know, to step out for a second, and mm. they'll be here to uh, discuss your love hate letters. You know what? The world needs more of the Fine Doctors, don't you think so? Because I think all so. of us go through a, a time in our lives, Tusky where we're either in love or in hate with another individual, and we need someone to guide us through the ups and downs and the emotions. <laughs> yeah, I think we live in an era where there's a lot to talk about. Now, back to the topic of malls. Uh, let me. I, what was your most favorable fashion or outfit in the 80s? I just gave you mine, kind of the, the martial art gi type of, uh, pullover shirt kind of like david lee roth wore in the jacket of the van halen album if you can relate to me anybody out there i can i can actually my favorite fashion of the 80s was leather jackets oh ho, ho, remember yes. they were really big in the 80s leather jackets were yes. really really popular and, and, and that loved... means any fashion of a leather jacket if you remember bro any ensemble of leather uh jacket wearing back in the 80s was pretty cool uh, you, you know, yeah, and and kids looked up to you. I mean, if you had a leather jacket, whatever style, yes. it didn't matter if it was a rocker jacket. You know, it that it didn't matter what jacket. If they knew it was leather, you were looked at uh, like, wow, this guy can afford yeah. a leather. This jacket. guy's a badass. That's what it was looking. At. Whoa, yeah, this guy's either. Yeah, because they were expensive. You know what? And even when the gay Fonzie leather jacket came out in the seventies. You had that jacket in the eighties. You were doing all. You are such a hater. You know you have you you have one. You have a Fonzie jacket. No, I don't, bro. You know what? You know I used to. Now I used this. to. Now, uh, <laughs> one time when I was uh, attending Saint Benedict's, we had a teacher, and his name was Mister Naso. Now this guy used to sport a Fonzie jacket, but this guy had no control. This guy had no authoritative bone or nerve ending in his body, and we ran the right. man to the ground. We literally made this man wow. personally shake. Did you make him desk. cry? I think if, 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 if I don't recall, but I think maybe at home or in his car he whimpered. We were ruthless. As a matter of fact, we were so ruthless at St. Benedict. Hopefully some of my St. Benedict 
brothers and sisters will will chime in and testify to this story. But we were really ruthless. And this was probably 1979, 78. Yeah. Oh, you went way far back. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? You but went he, way, he used way, to sport yeah. a Fonzie jacket, and his jacket was cool. Now, when he first uh, opened up class, we thought he was cool. He had the Fonzie jacket. His hair was combed back. He had cool, like, uh, 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 you know, the black horn rimmed uh, sunglasses, like Buddy, uh, like, uh, Buddy Holly. You know, he, he, he looked like he was going to be a cool cat. But, man, did we break that dude down, bro. Back Anyway, back to the mall. Anytime with a leather jacket was wow. cool. But you know me, brother. I, I still sport the leather. You know that. Yeah, I actually still have a, a couple leather jackets, and I'll wear them once in a while. It just doesn't get cold enough here in Southern California to, to wear them. Because, you know, now that we're older, it's less a looking cool thing and more of a, a keeping warm. But it just doesn't get too cold. No, let so. me ask you this. Let me, let, let me run your mind back to this. And you, uh, uh, beautiful listeners, who all, 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 all out there own a members-only leather jacket? Did they make leather jackets? I, I think they did, I right? I kind of think they did. I kind no, of think my they did. dad, I used to call him the king of members-only. Really? Your dad had, had what, every color? Almost every color except for yellow. You know what? I'm even thinking. I think he had a yellow one. You know what? The only color he didn't have was pink. Remember, they came out with a pink members-only jacket for men? No, I don't remember that. I remember yeah, the they beige. Did. I remember that kind of creamy mustard yellow. But I do Yeah, not he had pink. a bright yellow. Right. He had uh, gray, which is the one he wore most of the time, light right, gray. Right. Uh, black, blue, right. and, and burgundy. It was like a burgundy wow, color. Wow, wow. But yeah. Yeah, members only. You know what the funny thing is? I never saw a members only store, uh, you know, with a name. Uh, I think it was just one of the brands that lots of stores used to sell them. Well, that's because it was only members only, bro. It was very probably. Maybe that's why my dad used to buy them at Fedco all the time. Hey, I go to Fedco and get this members only, but don't tell anybody because, you know, it's up and up. It's only for members. So it's members only. So talking about malls, let's uh, get together and name our top three malls yes. that we've ever been to. Yes. Uh, my top three malls, I want to say my number one favorite mall when I was a kid was Cerritos Mall. Uh, number two was probably Lakewood Mall. Okay, okay. And just because, you know, we're in that same kind of vicinity. Right. And number three, probably Stonewood Center in in Downey. Um, although Stonewood Center was probably my least liked. Of, oh, no, 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 no. I take that back. My number one favorite mall was the Brea Mall. Really? Then number two was yeah, number two was Cerritos, and uh, yeah, and number three was Lakewood. Mm. Uh, and the reason I really enjoyed those malls was there was so many things. First of all, the Brea Mall is has always been pretty big, but back in the eighties, the Brea Mall had an ice skating rink. Did you ever go there? You know what? No, I remember. I remember seeing it, but I didn't uh, actually go in. I was not of the ice skating uh, <laughs> likeness. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I saw uh, a lot of rockers hitting that ice, but I, I was, I was uh, one of the guys or one of the kids at the time that would love going ice skating. Right. Um, I could never really ice skate really good. Yeah. But I could roller skate, so. Ice skating to me was just fun, and, and going to the Brea Mall was just one of those things yeah. that was so great. Um, and number two, of course, I, I did like going to Cerritos Mall and Lakewood Mall because of the theaters that they had. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on those, yeah. 
Yes, I agree with you on both those. Uh, to me, uh, uh, some of the finer malls, to me, are the ones that had uh, entertainment in them, uh, whether that be, uh, of course, a theater, uh, uh, a music store. Uh, an arcade. An arcade. Heck, restaurants. You know what I used to enjoy going into every now and then, too, bro? Uh, toy stores in the mall. That is a fine oh, store that yeah. is missed today. Yeah, they used to have, uh, K, what, KB, KB Toys? KB I Toys, yes, dude. What was interesting to me that toys in in the mall, toy stores, mm -hmm. used to be double the price than any other toy store outside. Yes, but the toys were worth it. Just, just to take that bag home, to see that uh, little sticker on that uh, present when you give it to them, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, that I, you got your toy from the mall. That was awesome. Yeah, dude. You, you know, I mean, there was like, wow, man. You know, your parents went over there to get that toy. Wow, Santa must like him. Santa! There is no Santa. I'm Santa. <laughs> if there was a real Santa, he'd be paying off my visa. Chingaway, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. But you're, yeah, you're but right, toys, bro. I mean, toy stores um, were one of those places. I used to love... Uh, going to the merry-go-rounds at malls. Oh, yeah. Well, you're talking back when we were young children then, bro. Yeah, we're talking maybe I mean, come 80, on. 81. If, if you tell me, me right now that you went in into a mall in the 80s when you were a teenager for a merry-go-round. No, no, I no. I'm say, talking, I was younger. I would say one of two things. Either you're a sissy kid or you were loaded, bro. <laughs> Well, you got to think. See, I was born in 72, okay. right? So oh, man. Okay. by 1980, I'm, you know, that goes, I was a little kid. You were probably playing with like the little plastic G.I. Joes as opposed to I was playing with the real G.I. Joes that were uh, 12 inches tall, Kung Fu grip, came with vehicles. Yeah, no, no, no. I, guns, I played with the smaller clothing. action figures. Right. I played with the smaller action figures. Um, yeah. But it was just a, such a fun time because we, we got the opportunity to collect. And that was one of the collections that I did have, G.I. Joe. Not the whole collection, but it was just so fun to go to toy stores. Now, I did go to toy stores and look for those special edition little characters. For example, I used to collect Star Wars a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. And sometimes yeah. you couldn't find a particular toy at Toys R Us or wherever the toy store it is that we went when I was a kid. And so my dad used to take me to the store inside the mall, the toy store, because you can find sometimes special editions, but it was like double the cost. Yes, exactly. And then sometimes you can go get other figures, uh, two for the price of one. So, yeah. you, you know, I used to hate have, having to do stuff like that and, and go look through there for figures because you would see the sucky figure, like 50 of them, and then the figures you want are all gone. You're like, I already right, got the sucky right. one. Yeah. And yeah, and you're you're moving there. You're moving one figure, two figures, yeah, three figures. You're moving them all, and you're looking behind every single little little area to find out if it's maybe hiding there. Yes, you know what I used to deal with that, bro. When I was into uh, Hot Wheels vehicles, you know, yeah, trying to find yeah. a certain models that I wanted, the year, the color. You, you know, you, I, you just get you're totally grafted into your toys when you're, you know, when you're back in the eighties, right, bro? You, you know, uh, you said Hot Wheels. I used to collect Hot Wheels as well. And there was a special edition little Hot Wheels set mm -hmm. where they started making the little cars with rubber tires. Do you remember these? Yes, I think that was a breakthrough. I love, man. I have, a, I have as a matter of fact, I have, I have maybe 10 of uh, those Hot oh, Wheels. Oh, my gosh. Uh, in I my have own none. Now. 
I have none. My mom, it turns out, okay, so I had every every character of the collection of Star Wars, every, you know, the, the entire Hot Wheels collection. Right. You know, with the cases and everything. And as I grew up, I moved. Now, I moved for a while when I was, uh, this was like in 87. I moved for about four to six months out of the country. Oh, we wow. won't say why, but I had to move out of the country. <laughs> all right. So, no. and uh, when I came back, I found out my mom had given all my toys away. Oh, wow, man. And I mean, I was already a teen, but still, you know, if I would have kept the, at least the Star Wars figures, those Star oh, yeah. Wars figures today, you can sell them on eBay for a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Well, get this. Now, you know, we're doing back to the 80s, but uh, I used to play with the original G.I. Joe, you know, like I was talking about. These things were created, I think, maybe the late 50s. And, yeah, and, and after yeah. that, and they were the twelve-inch figurines. You know what I mean? Where they came with everything: vehicles, uh, weapons, a change of clothing. They had a scar on their face, lifelike hair. Uh, they came with sharks and gorillas and uh, uh, other types of animals that they had to fight. Safari, safari stuff. Now, trip on this. I remember when I turned fifteen, my mother had a, a huge yard sale. And uh, I sold all my figurines, dude. I must have had maybe 30 of these figures. Jeez, now, if you would have kept them, you'd, now, you'd be a millionaire maybe today. Exactly. The, some of these figures that I have, and I have whole collections, are with $10,000, $20,000 you know, of, of these action figures, dude, that I held to dear to my heart. I had uh, fi uh, G.I. Joe figures where I blew the hands off with firecrackers because me and my buddy would get into so much depth. Well, actually, my two buddies would get into so much detail having G.I. Joe wars on the side of uh, each of our houses to where we would dig yeah. tunnels for these figures to crawl in. We of would course, make, of course. We would make huts out of uh, branches and, and tree limbs. We'd cut them, and we would just go crazy. And then we finally started making actual bombs with fireworks. And that's when our parents pretty much beat the crap out of us and told us that the G.I. Joe missions are over, you know? No, but isn't it amazing of how things have come along? And yeah. if, we were, if we would have only known, we wouldn't have gotten rid of so many of the things. Now, besides toy stores, what are some other stores besides arcades and, and the movie theaters and, uh, you know, places like Miller's Outpost that was obviously – one of the places where we used to go a lot because they had the, the, the Levi's, but any other place in the mall that you say you would hang around? Let me tell you, my dad used to love going to the tobacco shop in malls. You remember malls used to have tobacco shops. Yes, and I remember my that. dad, there was a period in his life. Now he wasn't a real heavy smoker, but once in a while he'd buy uh, tobacco for a pipe. Mm -hmm. He used to, cause I, I would tell him, smoke a pipe, smoke a pipe. And he would just go, okay, let's go buy a pipe and, and some tobacco. And he I'm would doing go that right now. <laughs> <laughs> if they only knew. Oh, man. Oh, but do you remember those tobacco shops? Oh, dude, I used to love going to tobacco shops to see the types of pipes that they had. Uh, they had yeah. a certain type of pipe. I, uh, I forget what, it was a very expensive material. And they would uh, intricately cut into these uh, animal shapes. So you had tiger heads, uh, goat heads. Oh, uh, I've seen those. Uh, yes. Uh, They're uh, very expensive. Wolf heads. I forgot the material that they used to make it out of. I think it's some type of a bone or a china or something. 
I believe they used to make them like out of ivory, and then I, that became illegal. You know, I wanted to say that, but I didn't know if I would step on any toes or be, you know, incorrect. Well, but I believe you're well, right. Well, we didn't do it. You know, we didn't do it. Now, and but when you smoked in those things, they would turn a different color, and that's why a lot of people uh, bought them. So I was I into the. I was always into the style of of, of pipes and yeah. how they looked, how they would handle. I would like to test pipes out, and I ain't gonna, I'm not going to lie. I've never smoked tobacco a day in my life. You know this. But I bought, uh, I bought many of pipes in tobacco shops in the 80s with my fake ID, and I would use them for other things, but that was a shop that I used to just – I used to just – I would lose time in those things because once you buy a pipe, you can smoke anything. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Do you remember that next to, this was almost at every single mall that I remember, right next to the tobacco shop, literally like next to it. I don't know if it was the same owner, but they had a blade shop, like knives and swords. You remember that? Oh, yes. I remember the every mall. Shop. Yes. Every mall had, so yes. they had the tobacco shop and next to the tobacco shop, literally next door was the blade <laughs> shop. And yes, they, and that's, yeah. Now, do you remember back in the 80s, brother, when you would look into knife cases, and that's when the butterfly knife was being sold, which is now yes. illegal? Yeah, I actually was able to get a butterfly knife back in the 80s and some mm -hmm. ninja stars uh, yes. back then. When they sold them, they were behind the counter. They were not considered to be illegal. But then again, yes. nobody was uh, shooting up schools and stabbing people like crazy in schools no, and junior high no. and stuff like that. Nobody was taking no. knives no, to you, school no, no, uh, very no. often. You didn't do that in school where I come from. You do that away from school. No, I'm just right. playing around. <laughs> right. But uh, <laughs> I remember going in there, dude, and, and you would buy the samurai swords, remember? Yes. Uh, yeah. You could buy different type of axes. I don't know if you are, you're familiar with Yeah, I, I remember showcase. they used to have axes. They had shields, like from yes. the knights, knights of the round table. They had yes. uh, the big ball and chain, the ball with spikes. You remember yeah. that? And But they were right. all, you, I don't know if they were just, they, they weren't fake. They were real metal. And people yes. actually used to buy this stuff. Right. Do you remember the uh, knife brand Buck? Which back in the eighties was the top of the line of buck. Yes. Now get this. Yes. I was very much into my buck knives. The, yeah. Anybody out there listening that knew me probably would know this. I had every buck knife model and the axe that Buck put out in the eighties. Oh, so you were really I swear bucked. To you. Oh yeah, dude. Hardcore. You were hardcore bucked. I see. As a matter of fact, I still have my buck axe and one of my buck knives. Several yeah. of my buck knives, my uh uh the first woman that stole my heart that gave me a child uh, took most of my buckware, and uh, who knows what she did with it. Probably bought dope with it. I don't know. It's a good <laughs> thing my kid's not listening because she wouldn't appreciate that. But Well, uh, what other stores that you remember? Uh, what about those candy shops? Do you remember the candy shops inside the malls? No. Well, get this, okay? We'll go back to the candy shop. You're going to find this shocking. I used to like to go to Hallmark and buy pens. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, Parker, I remember Hallmark Paper made Schaefer. Yes, that was it, dude. If, if Parker, it wasn't one of Parker the three, pens. I don't want to use it. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna write out no homework. I'm not gonna sign nothing unless I had a Parker, a Paper Mate, or a Schaefer. Yeah. Now Schaefer was the ink pen 
with that old school needle on yeah, it too, yeah, where you I have to put them. the ink pellets in there or you actually dip it in the ink. Yeah, they're I the ones really that also those. made pens in different like gold and silver. And they yes, were really, that, really fancy. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The Parker collection. Parker had the gold plated, the bronze plated, the silver plated, the chrome plated, and the multicolored uh, plastic uh, type pens, which also, if you were lucky, you could buy interchangeable ink cartridges with different colors. That's how hardcore I was, brother, with pens. To me, a paper mate, the plastic paper mate, get rid of this. This is a step up a bit. The ink doesn't flow, it skips, that's trash. I want the all-metal paper mate. Thin to the touch of a thin, fine uh, uh, ink cartridge where the, the ink just flows through nice. beautifully. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we got more in store of malls, fashion, fads, and craziness in the 80s. You're listening to back to the 80s. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, I want to welcome you all to Love Hate Letters today. It's a beautiful day here at Back to the 80s Radio. I'm Dr. Love Weapon. Reminding everybody that loves and hates to send in your beautiful letters to the doctors. Dr. Sweet, thank you for uh, for being here on Love Hate Letters. As I see you chugging down on that jolt cola. Doctor, I want to thank you for having me again. I love doing this segment our day because uh, so you listeners, me and Dr. Love Weapon have our own private practice and it is located in a beautiful location in Burbank, but we won't get into our location because all you have to do is whisper. We're deep, find us. deep in Burbank. Now, Doctor, I love coming to visit Toscano and Chang on every show that they've done because they give us love and respect. Oh, there's some great and they both, And they smell pretty damn good, and they're confident. You know, Dr. Love Weapon, these gents, they've been with the missus for years, and that adds to their beautiful character. Absolutely. Oh, as a matter of fact, I am drinking Joe's Cola, and I want to thank the great bottlers of Joe's Cola and uh, unnamed whiskey <laughs> that I'm sipping on for today's session. Well, Doc. Now, Doctor, would you like would you like to take the floor and, and start off with your letter? Absolutely. Uh, Today we have a letter I, from Denise going out to Blaine. Hi, Denise. And, Hi, Blaine. And <laughs> De Denise writes and says, here are a few reasons why I'm dumping you, Blaine. She says, 
Reason number one, because you think Predator 2 was better than the original. What a moron. Reason number two, because you refer to your cockatoo as your baby. Reason number three, because you eat your cereal with water instead of milk. So gross. That is the making of a sick monkey. Reason number four, because you can name all those dudes in the YMCA videos of the 80s. I have no problem with that. What a witch. And number five, because you have one too many posters of Michael Phelps in a Speedo. Oh, I love Michael. I love Michael. You know what? In honor of Michael. Mm. Ah. Doctor, I hate when my lighter doesn't work. Oh, I hate when other things don't work as well. They don't flick on. I can't tell you this, Denise. You've taken the time to write us here at the doctors and uh, and apparently you want some advice of what to do. And that's what we're here for. We're here to give you the best advice possible for your situation. Now, Denise and Blaine, it's just so sad to hear of what's going on in your relationship or in your case, Blaine, no relationship. Yes. But uh, bad, Blaine. I, I can bad. tell you this, Blaine. There's only one thing I can tell you. Move on. She's no good for yes, you. Any time, any time they no. break up with you through a I letter, totally you gotta move on. Now, Blaine, this is Doctor Sweets. My best advice is, to you is to pursue prostitution again. It's the better way. It's self-gratification is not the way. It's cheaper just to go ahead and deal with it and do it. And it's always great to have a nostalgic uh, romper in, in, in diversity. And, and Denise, if you could send the doctors a small photo of you, possibly wearing a, some matching underwear. And if you're hot, then you know what? You... You should just go out and sleep around. If you're young and free, then then be you and do it for the fine doctor and me. That's all I have to say. Denise, I want to tell you something. And this I want you to keep for the rest of your life. Our number here is 999-572-1212. Keep that number for the rest of your life. I'm expecting your call. Doctor, do you have a love or hate letter today? Well, Doctor, I have a very trying hate letter uh, this evening. Uh, This is a a letter that uh, it it states as this. Dear Braxton. Ah, Braxton. Kind of like Tony. I'm writing you this letter because after being in a relationship with you for the last six months, has taught me several things. Alcohol is not good for breakfast. No, never uh, is. I've also learned that one night stands should only be one night stand. Unless you make it twice in a row. You keep saying mommy when you're orgasming. Your breath smells like my pit bull's scrotum. 
and I'm just tired of having to wake up and see you and wonder when you're leaving and, and, and hoping that I could change my locks, but usually the super jack can never get to it because he's always busy in his, his custodian closet, but that's another story. I just want you to move on and get lost, uh, yeah. and I hope that your siblings are not as vile and disgusting as yourself, so they inflict as much pain and hurt and sorrow to my eyes as mm. you have been. And remember, KIT, see you real soon. Love, not Braxton. Wow. Wow. Now, now that I think is a cut to the chase, very harsh hate letter, doctor. And I, I said I was really moved by her mm. honesty. Yes, it moved and, me as well. Uh, her courageous and boldness to attack and desecrate this poor young man for his miserable acts of sexual predatory. What do you think, Doctor? I think lots of things can happen when you're a beginner in life. And uh, we all remember how we used to be like, you know, at one point. Especially, I remember when I will go back in time and I remember uh, watching episodes of Romper Room. Uh, anyway, back to what, I'm sorry, her name is Braxton. Yes, uh, Braxton, uh, I, I, I want to recommend that uh, that you take some melatonin. Some melatonin, because melatonin is good for you. It will make you go to sleep a little bit earlier. It will provide you nice, lucid dreams and uh, and the opportunity for you to open up your mind and just think of brighter tomorrows. Braxton, your name is just like Tony Braxton. And if you look like Tony Braxton, give us a call at 999-576-1212. Doctor, that's... That's all the time we have. Uh, do you want to give Braxton some advice? I suggest you double dose on the melatonin. Possibly get your legalization for marijuana intake. I think you need to buy stock in Jack Daniels. Uh, you need to buy some sexual devices made of plastic. And you need just to remember to be a good person and enjoy it. But just stay away from relationships because obviously you're not that good at it, sweets. No, so, no. We want We're to thank sorry. the boys at uh, Back to the 80s. And I'm Dr. Sweet. I will see you again real soon. Remember to keep those love-hate uh, letters coming in. And if you want to send photos, we really, really appreciate it. That way we could put them on our face page wall. So we can show some of the beautiful faces or hateful faces that we have helped here with the fine doctors of me, myself, Dr. Sweet. And the great, great Dr. Love Weapon, who is now a published author. And I want to congratulate you, Dr. Love Weapon, on your oh, uh, latest you. book. I'm glad that it's no longer just a restroom read. I'm very no, glad. Um, it'll be available soon. It's called How I Became Dr. Love Weapon in Inside of a Submarine. <laughs> and that note, on behalf of Dr. Love Weapon and Dr. Sweet, <laughs> we will see you one of these Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> In a <song. laughs>
That's right, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. This is the time of the show where we take a moment and talk about a few things that made us angry back in the 80s and in honor of the most wondrous change. Oh, thank you. We have called them Changry. Yes, yes, yes. Top of the day, top of the Friday, all of my changsters, gangsters out there. The very first Changry I would like to start this portion off is something that I hold dear to my angry black heart. You know what made me Changry back in the 80s? What's that? Going all the way to the mall and going to Miller's Outpost or possibly the Gap and not finding my size in Levi's. I wanted to rip people up for that. You know what got me Changry back in the 80s? What's that? Expecting a pair of guest jeans for Christmas and getting a pair of Wranglers. Oh. That made me Changry. Wranglers, the official pants and jeans of the cowboy. Of plastic wear. <laughs> you know what used to get me Changry back in the 80s during the fashion craze? What's that? Buying t shirts that sagged after one dryer and they look like you had been sleeping in there. They belong to some homeless guy. You know what got me changry back in the What's 80s? That? Asking my dad for white t-shirts because I wanted to look like a rocker. And oh. him bringing back from Zodi's a five-pack of V-neck t-shirts made oh. for an 80-year-old man. I have to give it up to you because, oh, God, V-neck shirts made me beyond changry. They made me V-changry. You know what used to get... You know what used to get me angry back in the 80s What's when that? somebody would step on my white slip-on bands. Oh, I hated that. Oh, man, I hated it. Anybody coming near my bands, man, you're going to get beat, man. You know what got me angry back in the What's 80s? That? What's that? When you wanted a brand new TV and your parents said it's good enough with the console television that your grandma lent to us. Yes. You know those kind of TVs that were in this big oh, yes. armoire type of deal yeah, and they had like huge. a record player on those top? Huge One consoles. of those. They were just yes, disgusting. Huge. You were like, what the hell is that? A, <laughs> is that some type of a whale in the living room? You know like what used coffin. to get me changry in the 80s? Asking someone to What's buy that? me low and brawl and they would bring back Mick a You know what got me back? You know what got me changing back in the 80s? Going for ice cream and having the whole squad at Farrell's sing oh, yeah. like if it was my birthday and embarrass the heck you out of me. You know what used to get me changry in the 80s? What's that? They never let me sing leave at Farrell's. And that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, has been the Changries. If you have a Changri, right. go to our Facebook page and let us know. Direct message us. Send us a little note there telling us what you were angry about in the 80s. Now, speaking about things that got you and me angry about in the 80s, what are some of the things that got you angry about the fashion statements that people made back then? For example, the biggest fad that I hated, 
not only if I don't even know if you want to call it a fad, but it was just some guys loved cutting their hair into mullets. Yes. And I hated that haircut. I never Bi- I never wore a mullet. Business in the front, party in the back. Uh, That's correct. Uh, like, you know, uh, Michael Bolton. Well, yeah, kind of like Michael Bolton, but then again, if you look at uh, uh, what's her name, Miley Cyrus's dad, Billy Ray Cyrus, he brought yes. the mullet back. Ah, oh, disgusting! You know, you know what mullets uh, used to remind me of? Uh, they used to remind me of somebody wearing a Daniel Boone raccoon cap, thinking they were exactly. freaking cool. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Oh, you know what else yeah. used to get me ticked off back in the eighties is everybody had big hair. You know, like uh, you see big hair back in the 80s. Yeah, you you know, if you look at weird science, Kelly LeBrock, big hair. Good Lord, she was sexy. Dolly Parton, big hair. Cher, big hair, sexy. Dropped in Tina Turner, big hair. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? That was one of those fads that 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 left a mark from that era that when you look back, oh, you know, you think about big hair, you think 80s, you know, and it. Now the the thing that made me that made me angry back in the eighties was when guys in rock bands started looking like women, like chicks. How do you think a guy like me felt? You go to backyard I, parties, yeah. you go down to gigs or concerts, and you just see big hair. You see dudes wearing uh, leg warmers and colored spandex. Everybody <laughs> smells like Aquanet. And you know, and, then you, and the thing you, that the thing that made it worse for me was that I liked these bands. You know, I liked how they. They played and they they sang. I liked, you know, Cinderella, Twisted Sister. I just couldn't deal too much with the appearance. But everything else was fine. That's why I got cassettes and not the albums back then. So I wouldn't wouldn't have a bigger picture. The the appearance was ridiculous, you know. And then I was always out in Hollywood or out and about. So I got to see those kind of uh, types of individuals. Me and you have discussed. I've had many brawls with... uh, Many well-known pretty rockers out there in the pretty rocker world. And I did say that. Yes, I am saying that. Pretty rockers, glam rockers. Uh, you know, there was a big difference between rockers back in the 80s. That, we could even make another show about that one. But, man, that was the ultimate changry. Oh. Dudes that looked like chicks back in the 80s. Yeah. If you like Bon Jovi, you might as well wear a dress. <laughs> what a hater. Stop it. Stop being a hater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing oh, everybody out there. Oh, man. No, Here's the uh, thing. Chang isn't playing. Uh, okay. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some of those. Now, Booyah. you know, I told you my my big three malls. What were your top three malls that you went to? And and by the way, I know one of them that you're going to mention. And I've got a funny story about that one. So go ahead. What is your really? favorite three malls? My favorite three malls would have to be the La Puente Mall. Right. Okay. Uh, I also uh, used to like uh, 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 South uh, South Coast Mall. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know where well, that was. South Coast Plaza, South Coast which is was, very yeah. close to where I live right now, was considered yeah. one of the biggest malls in the U.S., uh, the only thing that South Coast Plaza is... is um, South Coast Plaza, yes, bro. Yeah, it's a... It's, it's too rich for my taste, if you know what I mean. It's 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 got all the Louis Vuitton stores and all the most expensive stores in the world, but it wasn't like a kid friendly or a hangout friendly back then mall well, to to me anyway. I used to like going over there because it was so ritzy. Yes, and it did have a beautiful theater. It did have nice places to eat. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? They did uh, have an arcade, but uh, it wasn't really busy. You know what I mean? The kids that went to that arcade were up there. It was a very upscale mall. Yes. But I was always I liked it because it just smelled of elegant. It it was very pristine looking. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you could walk around and look at like at, at a lot of hot chicks, but you know hot chicks with money. Yeah. But there was it, I, I it was a mall that I like going to. I I would pretend. I was one of the Howells that I got off of Gilligan's Island, the, and I was the son of uh, one of the Howells. South Coast Plaza. <laughs> South Coast Plaza is one of those malls that uh, it's kind of like going to Beverly Hills on Rodeo Drive, yes. but Rodeo Drive is all outside. Well, this is all inside. It was a little bit more like the Galleria. Now I used to like to go to the Galleria. Oh, was that the one at uh, in, in, Valley Kick, yeah. in Glendale? Yeah, like, oh, my God, yes. you know, the Valley Girls. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got to tell you, hey, Valley Girls, they know how to have fun, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, malls, we had so much fun back then. And I just can't believe that we are living in an era now where, I mean, who could have imagined that malls were going to die? That, that yeah. not the malls as far as shopping, but... That that same ambiance, that same kind of hangout place that we used to have when we yeah. were kids, it's gone. You know what? What other mall I used to like? You're asking my top three. Yep. That would have to be the Lakewood Mall. Oh, uh, I used to like going to the Lakewood Mall. That was a cool mall to hang out. And then uh, <laughs> I remember going to the Red Onion back in the '80s. Oh my uh, gosh! When KNAC, the late great Red Onion, badass yes. rock and roll metal station from Long Beach, California, 105.5. KNAC yeah. uh, was out and about, and we would go hang out at the Red Onion on KNEC night. And that was later on into the 80s. That was probably uh, 85, maybe 86, probably until about 1990 when KNEC yeah. was finally silenced by uh, a lot of the conglomerates that have uh, destroyed <laughs> terrestrial radio as we know it. Yes, I agree. I agree. No, man. You, you know, just, but, you just uh, I remember the Red Onion being... Almost at every mall, too. Oh, dude, there was a Red Onion uh, in so many locations. Wasn't it? Know? It was kind of like the competition to El Torito, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. It, you know, they had fine dining, but, uh, heck, man, I was there at KNAC night just to get Taco Tuesday and see who I can go home with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember them having great, great food. Uh, but like I said, uh just different times. And I can't believe that malls are no longer the same. And there were so many stores no. and so many stories along with those stores in the mall that, that we, we just had fun. Uh, I remember, you know, we talked about going to stores like Spencer's and, and stores like uh, Benetton and, you know, things like that. Right. But do you, did you ever hang out at the food court itself? Uh, as a matter of fact, yeah, I would like to. I, I told you that story on our last show uh, with hot dog on a stick. Yeah. I had met a, uh, met some girl, you know, had uh, uh, a little bit of a relationship with her. She used to work at the one in La Puente. So I would go down there when I could catch her working and hang out there, and, you know, eat corn dogs, drink shakes, drink sodas, look at her in that little hot uniform, and I would just fandangle and make my way around all the food places now remember in the food court they used to give you little toothpick yes I remember. samples absolutely so my friend i would favor at least three or four rounds of every individual place 
in the food court. Yeah. That was like some of the best scenery in the food court because everyone has to eat. Hot dudes, hot chicks, old people, crazy people. The cool thing was that they old had people. samples everywhere. And, exactly. And that's one of the things that I miss. Man, and then I wanted to tell everybody this a little while ago or when we first started the program, and that's kind of give you a brief, brief background on why we decided to do the Back to the 80s program. Uh, we wanted to do something different because of, you know, the with the pandemic, with the whole protest, you know, with all the bad things happening around us, we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the reasons that we developed this podcast. And it's kind of hard for me to call it a podcast because I'm used to it being a radio show. But, you know, when we're, when we're going through these tough times, it makes you, it makes you long for better times, right? And, and, and these times have made us wish we were living back in the 80s. It's mm -hmm. just a simpler time right. for us as younger kids right. and, and youth. It was a time where we were under the roof of, in many cases, under the roof of our parents and, and uh, in my case anyway, and our only worries were getting home on time so that we wouldn't get grounded. You remember that? And it's just too bad that the new generation of kids will never understand that. And one of the things that bothers me no, Jay, is that the right. parents, right. the parents of these kids are not teaching them of, of the time where, when they grew up that of that era, you know what I mean? So the kids would learn to appreciate what they have because right. kids nowadays, they don't, they have no idea how different it was for right. us. All they know is a, a screen in front of right. them and instant right. communication with, with whomever. And uh, they'll just never understand. So, and that gets me kind of upset when I, when I hear that parents never teach their kids about the eighties or seventies or whenever right. they grew up, I think kids need to know that. I totally agree with you. I wholeheartedly agree with you. And my analysis of uh, the way things have transpired and kind of uh, shifted to in society, I cannot uh, no longer hold one generation uh, responsible for the neglect uh, the disrespect, the loss, the disarray. I think it's a breakdown of our generation. Maybe our, if, if it's those of you that have older siblings, their generation. And, and where I find this true to be is nowadays we deal with a lot of homes where it's very easy for parents to uh, not marry and break up and, and split up and then go with someone else. So there's a child left between two parents. Uh, we come from a background where divorce was becoming very easy. And I blame the decay and the, and the disrespect and the loss in the generations prior on my generation, my siblings' generations, and even our parents' generations to a certain degree. Because I think once divorce was accepted and used as freely, as frequently as it was, we've lost the nucleus and the bond of what it is to know responsibility. Uh, you have to be committed. Yeah, and by uh, the way, that I, was really big in the 80s. Divorce was really big in the 80s. I think- Yes, that, exactly. You know, exactly. You know, we talk a lot about the stuff that we like, but one of the things that we don't like about the 80s it was exactly that. The, exactly. You know, maybe the beginnings of this divorce craze, creating the 50% right. divorce rate in, in marriages. And, yeah, and uh, the breakup of of the the nucleus, the family, uh, the family, yes. and, you know. And when you have that Tusky, 
you know, you have a lot of children that fall into that uh, that persona where they're latchkey kids. I'm sure many of our listeners and yourself are familiar with that terminology, and that's when the children are forced to be at home uh, and and be locked in or with someone where their only world is what they have inside the interior of home. Yeah, uh, mom and dad aren't there. Mom and dad are either separated or both at work. Their siblings are older and, and distraught on their own uh, functions in life. Technology has come around and taking creativity to almost a hypnotizing fashion to where it hypnotizes our children with the one, with the run we have of trafficking and so much uh, vile individuals that do crimes to children. Our children are no longer free to exercise their freedom and their they're beautiful glistening of being a youth and a child as we did to roam free and experience things outside of the block because of the deviancy. So I blame the, the loss of what we once had on a whole mass uh, uh, reasoning from so many of our generations yeah, put yeah. together. And, and until we get leadership that, preaches that until we believe that as ourselves and pass that on to our own children who will procreate, then I believe our type and those of our listeners will be dinosaur type. Yeah. And it's yeah. very it's very sad to come to that uh, analysis for me. It's very sad for me to to visually accept that that might be the way it is, but as you know the way I am, brother I'm going to shoot it to you as funny as I can, but I'm going to hit you in the face with truth. Yeah. In it. So and my truth is it's it's all of our uh, fault on where we're at. We have no one to blame but ourselves. Yeah. And you, either, you can either walk the path of being righteous, pretend you walk the path, but you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to be really true if you're going to walk any path, my brother. I agree. And on that note, I want to just thank you guys for joining us on another Friday here at Back to the 80s. Do want to keep reminding you, we have a Patreon page. Go ahead. If you like what you hear, head on over, become a, a Patreon of ours, and just help us continue uh, the madness of getting our nostalgia, our good memories out there to the world. Because at the end of the day, all we have is you and me, you that is listening wherever you're listening to us uh, through. So thanks for joining us. Once again, this is Back to the 80s, and I am Toscano from Toscano and Chang. Have a good week. And uh, you guys out there, remember, we are one race, the human race. Get each other's back. We are all we have. Don't let today's uh, woes and fears uh, absorb your mind to where you can't see a positive tomorrow. Live for tomorrow. Live positive. Always be kind to each other and remember to always stay you lifted and gifted. Until next Friday, this is the Chang. Adios, arrivederci, sayonara, and orale to all the homies and homets in the hood. And to all my Toscano warriors, keep the peace, stay you, God bless Italy.